Welcome back to another episode of Free to Dish. I'm Gwen. I'm Bainey, and in today's episode, we'll be continuing our discussion about our experiences growing up Asian in Australia. Yes, so last episode we talked about our childhood slash adolescent experiences, mm-hmm. but this episode we want to focus more on experiences that are more recent yeah. and happen kind of later in life. Yeah. And before we begin, a little disclaimer, <laughs> we have our children with us today, Yes. our little doggies. So they might be, you know, doing some wrestling and running in the background. And maybe some barking. Hopefully so no barking. We'll try hopefully to no barking. Yeah, <laughs> but, but my editing skills aren't that good, guys. <laughs> Apologies in advance. So let's get started. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go first? Sure. So this is something that happened just over a year ago. So it was during the first big lockdown that Melbourne had which would have been the end of 2020. As we mentioned in the last episode, the pandemic caused there to be a rise in racism against Asians in particular. And I guess this uh, incident sort of exemplifies that. So I was taking my dog out on a walk and it was somewhere um, local because this was when we had the 5km radius restrictioning too. Good old day. I know. So yeah, we were just taking a walk, getting some fresh air of that. And then we came across this, I guess, middle-aged white lady that was walking towards us. And then um, as we, I guess, almost crossed path, she said, I can't remember her words exactly, but it was something along the lines of go back to China. And I think it was quite a confronting experience because I haven't personally faced overt racism like that in a long time mm. I think obviously I mean I don't think it's necessarily a good thing but people are more subtle in the way that they're racist whether it's in the workplace yeah, or it's not so in your face anymore exactly like because those things people well I think yeah should know that's clearly wrong like there's no it's not in a grey area kind of thing yeah. there's no way to justify why you would make a comment like I'm that I'm sure they do like I mean they just wanted to get a rise out of you yeah maybe even not who knows exactly I mean I, I guess yeah I have no idea what her motivation or her intention was yeah I guess it was sort of because it happened close to home too it was made more it felt so a lot real. more personal yeah, yeah personal for me yeah that's awful and you were literally just walking your dog I know and my dog is cute so <laughs> yeah, and I mean, not that it, you know, ever justifies that kind of remark, but it was literally unprovoked. Yeah, it um, cemented to me that racism is definitely still very much yeah. around us. I think it's so sad that our mere presence kind of breeds so much hate. Exactly. Yeah, you don't have to do anything, right? You yeah. literally can just be Exist. minding your own business. <laughs> yeah, but people will still, people are still able to, I don't know, want to put you down and want mm. to make you feel like you don't belong there. I know, like, to go out of your way as well. Like, yeah. The only way to, feel, to make one feel so shit. I know. There's just a lot of not-so-nice people out there, yeah, I guess. Yeah, people sometimes. I know. So, yeah, that was my experience. The experience that comes to mind for me is really recent. Mm-hmm. So it's still kind of fresh in my mind. Was, yeah. I think maybe two months ago. And it was with... I mean, I'd never met this person face-to-face, but yeah. we just had a texting relationship, I guess. Or not relationship. <laughs> 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 he, he, he was my parents. Do you want to confess something? 
No, so he he was my parents' tenant, and I was communicating to him for them. And throughout the duration of our relationship, <laughs> your cordial was, texting relationship, it was, yeah. it was only three months or so. It was really short. Yeah, but he just wasn't very unpleasant to deal with. He just mm. was very rude and just wasn't very nice to talk to or text with. <laughs> I did not choose to text this person. <laughs> you had to do it. It was your job. It was coming to the end of the lease and we were just sorting out logistics and admin stuff mm. and he was just really getting on my nerves. Mm. He'd asked me something like three times and it was just really rude in the way that he asked and so, I mean, I kind of provoked him a little bit. I snapped a little bit. I didn't snap snap per se, but the whole time I'd been very professional. Mm. During this exchange though, I responded pretty, I guess, dry yeah. and, I mean, you read it. Yeah. Like, not, it no, I don't rude, think, I wouldn't say it's rude. I just would, like, I guess because I feel like your earlier texts were a lot nicer but then they were also very very nice you know what i mean well, so i guess considering the way that he would respond yeah exactly so it's because I guess... he's so rude in the way he responds he he wouldn't address you and like the way he said things like they they weren't full sentences and just you know things like mm-hmm. that so so my response was pretty blunt like yeah it, like, sugarcoat it and that mm. was a really rod hip up and so he fired back and he was like shut the fuck up you asian corona bitch yeah i remember i was in the car with my dad when i read this and i was mm. just so shocked yeah i just didn't even know how to respond at first i was like so angry mm. and so defensive and so i wrote a really long message but then i was like no that's the point yeah yeah but i mean we already talked about this last time but obviously we've heard about so many covid related insults mm. racist remarks and mm. all that but i guess i'd never had anything personally directed at me yet and so yeah when i received that it was home, yeah yeah it was like i got punched in the face or something mm. it was just i don't know mean yeah <laughs> sound like a baby no um otherwise something else that i think of is and this is both racism and misogyny mm. the cat calling and when it's specifically targeted at asians right when they yell things like ching chong and konnichiwa and it sounds really i don't know juvenile because mm. i guess that's how kids used to make fun of each other maybe kids still make fun of each other like yeah school, mocking right? each other thing that way yeah. yeah but now i feel like you know it still happens yeah and obviously People just don't as, grow out of it yeah. yeah and obviously just as women i think all have experienced mm. cat calling you know it's so annoying because it's always like a group of guys i think it's definitely a shared experience in that every woman would have had the experience of walking past a group of men potentially late at night and just dreading you know fearing what they would say before you even walk yeah, past them yeah i feel like them. we're already always on edge. yeah and catcalling is probably the least of your worry at that time because obviously things a lot worse could happen mm. but and i mean i don't even think it just happens late at night i feel like it happens yeah. in daylight as well yeah so i think yeah like obviously the sexism and misogyny within catcalling yourself is already bad enough as you mentioned but when racism is also added into the mix, I think it really puts Asian women in a really vulnerable position. Yeah, I think it just makes it so much more uncomfortable when it's targeted at your race or mm. the way you look. And it doesn't help that we see those comments always made in pop culture in general. Mm. Yeah, I know it definitely becomes harder to sort of change the nar- change the narrative when it is such it is still such a prevalent common I guess insult that people do mm. throw around for easy for a cheap mm. laugh. And I guess. Pop culture definitely plays a really big role in how people view, in how people then form their own opinions, right? Yeah, because they perpetuate stereotypes. Yeah, exactly. And I guess another common stereotype that's sort of not caused by pop culture, but definitely driven by it, is sort of how Asian women are portrayed. 
mm. on screen. Yeah, and this definitely contributes to fetishism and or what we're specifically talking about, yellow fever. And this is something that we both feel very strongly about. Mm. And we want to look up a proper definition because we didn't want to just butcher it. it. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to enlighten us with this definition? I shall. According to Forbes, I can never say this word, <laughs> fetishization. Mm-hmm. What is it? <laughs> can be thought of as the act of making someone an object of sexual desire based on some aspect of their identity. And so yellow fever is a type of this fetishism Mm -hmm. yeah i guess because this the aspect would be the race in this case where someone uses harmful stereotypes of asian women to sexualize them yeah and people typically don't think it's harmful right they think it's flattering or complimentary or you know we should feel good about it but you have to think about where these stereotypes come from right and what these stereotypes are like what are what what are the underlying biases you mm. have that make you assume that all asian women hold these that makes one like target yeah an asian yeah for their race right and going back to what's displayed in pop culture it's like asians are typically portrayed as submissive and docile, docile yeah and soft-spoken yeah, or otherwise yeah. hypersexualized. Yeah. These aren't flattering stereotypes. No. And also it's a stereotype as well. Like, exactly. You're not letting you're not I guess wanting to see the individual for who they are. Yeah, Instead exactly. you're just putting these ideas Exactly about them, forcing them onto them, which is yeah, so not fair. And I think we see or nowadays with dating apps being so prevalent, it definitely creates a space where those with yellow fever feel like they're able to express it and then um it leads to i guess without realizing the negative consequences it has on others yeah no i think people who have oh my gosh i hate the term yellow fever as well it's so disgusting people who have this fetish they well they definitely don't think about the consequences and they definitely don't think about how it makes the other person feel no but like yeah, I, you're right. Mm, with dating apps, it makes mm, it so much more prevalent and so yeah. much easier for people to seek out their fetish. And it's through a screen, right? So mm. they think they can say whatever they want and get away with it. Exactly. Like, how many times have you had a pickup line where it's something to do with your race? Or... Yeah, or even and in situations like that, because I never want to assume, right? Like, if, as in, if things are sort of, it could be interpreted another way, mm-hmm. then I kind of want to give them the benefit of the doubt and the chance to explain yeah. but i've had so many instances where i ask someone oh that sounds a bit that makes me a bit uncomfortable do you have yellow fever and they'll be like yes with a huge smiley smiley face emoji yes i do let me tell you all about it oh. and i just i can't deal and i feel like i've at the start or the first few times it happened, I guess, I still tried to be like, um, but that's not a like that's not a good thing to yeah. have. Like why are you smiley face emoji? <laughs> Sorry, what's wrong that? response to I know. <laughs> it should be like a sad emoji at least. Like it's like oh, I know it's God. bad, I'm trying to work it's on a it. Problem. <laughs> exactly. But no, that's not like, the babe, that's not how you're gonna win me over now. <laughs> no, exactly. And but then eventually my approach was just to unmatch, like as soon yeah. as someone even says anything along those lines, because I'm like, I'm not here. Like I'm not on dating apps too. Like okay. I'm I know. But that... I mean it's good to educate. But yeah, also... but it's a lot of pressure, right? Like and I think that's part of racism as well. It always it it's often our responsibility. exactly places the responsibility on the minority to mm-hmm. educate. 
but it's a huge responsibility and not everyone's always in the headspace to do that and mm-hmm. i feel like that's completely fair mm-hmm. for me when i'm on dating apps i'm sorry like i don't know i don't want to <laughs> be like you're not there to give an asian face exactly but now actually next time i'll be like oh hello Let's listen. Like you should listen to this podcast. True. Mm-hmm. So now, and now we've plug. got this episode out. I know. Yeah, you just go back on. I know. It's time. <laughs> you watched so for you last time. I think you should definitely go back on. It's time. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, and I mean, it's not just yellow fever per se, mm. right? Like mm-hmm. it works with any. It works with any part of someone's identity. Exactly. And you know, like I've heard people be like, in reverse, mm-hmm. if they if there are Asian girls who are just into white men yeah or any yeah. other particular type yeah is that really harmful and i think it is because yeah. everyone it, it's a complicated subject and i know everyone has different opinions on this but i guess my belief is that yeah everyone has types and i do feel like you can't really help who you're attracted, attracted to, to yeah. yeah initial attraction yeah, like yeah. Phys- physical attraction yeah. as well but I guess if you're zeroing in on someone based on their ethnicity background alone, yeah. then I think it kind of is an issue. Yeah, you know? I agree. If you're like seeking them out and if exactly. you completely refuse to date outside of that. Exactly. Type. The comparison I like to give is say hypothetically two people ask you out and one is of the race that's your type mm. but has none of the personality traits that you're after. Oh, definitely, yes. <laughs> I know. And the second is not of the race you're supposedly into, but holds all the all the characteristics that um, speaks to you. Like, which would you choose? And I feel like if your answer's one, there's your problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you do. You do. Like, it's not just a type anymore, right? It's like you're so yeah. laser-focused on this one thing mm. that doesn't actually speak to how they would be as a partner. Well, yeah, like, because if you don't care about the characteristics yeah. or who they are as a person... Then, I'm sorry, you're superficial, and maybe you're fine with that. But, yeah, it's like, just beyond superficial. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I feel like that's when it becomes really problematic. Mm. Yeah, because in reverse as well, mm. on dating apps, if I'd match with an Asian, mm-hmm. often the first thing that I'd get asked is, where are you from? Like, where are you from? Are you halfy? Mm-hmm. And even that just really rubs me the wrong yeah. way. The first thing they want to know. Mm. Yeah. And I guess even, and I'm not halfy, <laughs> but if they say that they are into harpies or whatever, like that is also harmful. Yeah. And I feel like, again, what's that stereotype? It's like, white people are better. Or, yeah. You know? And I don't know whether this is dated now, mm-hmm. but I had Asian guy friends yeah. who thought that dating a Caucasian made them 10 times better yeah. or, you know, 10 times more superior and yeah. like, it was something to brag about. Yeah. I think it's just all these importance people place on, yeah, the race of who they're dating, right? That's, mm. like, regardless of what race yeah. you're... There's a hierarchy you're sort of putting in place there. Yeah. And I know we have, you know, everyone has biases and everyone has stereotypes and, you know, that's fine. It's, like, from what we consume, what we've grown up with, what we're taught. Mm. But I think it's just important to question it. Exactly. And learn and, you know, evolve from that. Yeah. I think it's one thing to have those biases initially, but then it's another when you know you have those biases. And yeah. You, you don't of, see it as a problem. Yeah, or try to do anything about it. Exactly. It's a funny one because we both know people who don't see eye to eye with us on this. Like, oh, we yeah. know Asian girls who... I'm really happy about this whole yellow fever situation. Yeah. And think, you know, we're crazy for thinking otherwise. No, no, guys. Yeah, a lot of them, when guys say it, they do mean it as, like, like a compliment, right? I know. Which is the crazy part, I think. I know, because then they freak out your reaction. Yeah. It's definitely a topic that we're still trying to unpack and... 
I think it's important to just keep the conversation going. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it is a very awkward, uncomfortable conversation to have Mm. as well because, yeah, if, you know, someone has good intentions and they do truly think they're trying to pay you a comment, I don't want to just shut them down yeah Yeah, but at the same time i want to let them know that it is harmful yeah and i don't think it's appropriate that's the thing and i think that's where having a open conversation would be better than would be better than like calling them out or anything like that because that would just make them defensive and not Mm, willing to hear your side right yeah but then i think that again goes back to how the amount of pressure that's placed on us to be the one that's rational to be the one that's Mm. you know willing to i guess not say what we think in a way that might be received badly Mm -hmm. and it's sort of the amount of thought that needs to go into that speaking of hard conversations is this something that you and tom have touched on well yeah so for those listening hello (laughs) if you're still there i guess i should mention my boyfriend's white Mm -hmm. occasion yes yeah so we have had conversations about it and he is fully aware of how i feel about it Mm -hmm. and it's funny because we had the conversation or one of the coffee early on the first time we spoke about it Mm. because oh yeah (laughs) no i remember this girl tell us I was freaking out. Yeah. I found out pretty early on that he dated an Asian. And yes. I know, obviously, you know, it's probably wrong of me to just completely completely assume and discredit someone. Just but you didn't discredit him. You were just worried. Like, it was... And I think that's valid. Yeah. I and know. I think it is the greater... Sorry, it is the context, right, yeah. that makes it... Yeah. And I guess I am just... And we both are just quite paranoid yeah, yeah. and I'm very sensitive to this yeah and so I remember it was like after our second date or something I called mm. Beanie that night and I was like oh god <laughs> we have a problem <laughs> help me and I remember <clears throat> and because this is during lockdown we'll see each other like once a week and so mm. I remember that whole week <laughs> it's like how do I bring this up I know we were just scheming like how do I bring it up <laughs> and how like I, casually how do I ask him, yeah, exactly. yeah how do I not offend him yeah how do yeah. I be really chill about this <laughs> yeah. it's like I don't really care you do so if you don't yeah. i just, just want to know for my own sake so, you know it was yeah the, our next day and it was not smooth at all it was like mid make out <laughs> you're like i can't do this anymore i just gotta know man like, like are we making out because i'm asian what's the deal oh my gosh and i think i just like stopped him and i was like okay i just i have a question <laughs> Yeah, so then I asked him about it. Yeah. And then he straight away knew, like, he was onto me, and so he straight away knew. So what would you say? Do you remember, like, what you actually said? I think or it was how something you... like, oh, yeah, I was not smooth at all. By the way, <laughs> I was like, do you only date Asian? <laughs> no shit, he knew what you were talking about. <laughs> or something along those lines, I think. Yeah. How did he handle it? Yeah, pretty well considering, I guess. Mm. I mean, yeah, because he straight away knew what I was talking about. He was very much like, oh, you know, no, I'm not about that. And I think he actually started listing out, like, every everyone he dated and their, their ethnicity. And I was like, well, I don't really need to know all of that. I mean, I do, just not right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I really ruined the moment. I think that was our very first conversation about it. And he was good. Like, he was really understanding. That's and, good. you know, he totally understood why I asked as well. Or mm. I don't know whether he totally understood because I think I was very... Mm. But he definitely knew early on and since then, you know, we've had heaps of conversations about yeah. it. And I do think it is an important... Or at least for me, it is an important conversation to have when I'm in an interracial relationship. relationship. Yeah. You know, people always say, I don't see you for your colour or I don't see... I don't care what race you are, but 
I think the person should care. Exactly, because it's part of who you are. It's a huge part yeah. of who I am. And, and because it's such a complex topic and experience, mm. I think it's definitely something that should be spoken about. Yeah, and yeah. addressed almost. Mm. Like, I do, for me, and I know not for everyone, but for me, it's yeah. still kind of like an elephant in the room. Yeah. I think it's a, obviously. I guess a sensitive or hard topic mm. to have so, mm. so early on. Yeah. When you just started seeing well, someone. I mean, I probably wouldn't have had it that early on. Had you not feared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that definitely would have been a conversation later down the track. Eventually, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Had I not known his past relationships. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not a chill person. I, no, I, I did couldn't try. Hold it in. I did try. I think when we talked about it earlier, we were like, "Oh, maybe I should hold it in." Yeah, it we'll, we'll work out. You know. Yeah. I think you were like, "Oh, go with the flow. See how it goes. See if there's a right moment." <laughs> I know. It was, but it's like, okay, what is the right moment oh, yeah, right, exactly. for these kind of things? Like, it's exactly. like obviously it's funny looking back now because you know, mm. it turned out the conversation turned out well. <laughs> Everyone's still happy. We're all good. I don't know. But I think it also goes to show just how much, I guess, the concept of yellow fever does impact yours and I'm sure many other Asian Mm. women's experiences when dating. Yeah. And I mean, I read stories about how Asian women don't find dating enjoyable now and how they feel Mm. like, you know, being Asian makes it so much harder for them to date and especially in the dating app era. Yeah. Which we're going to be in for a while. Yeah, exactly. So it definitely makes it already hard dating world even harder well yeah actually something else i wanted to speak on on this topic is which i just remembered Mm -hmm. was and this kind of goes back to what we were saying before about depictions of asians in pop culture Mm -hmm. you know i feel like we've talked a lot about how asian women are portrayed but Mm -hmm. not asian men yeah but in the same vein asian men are always portrayed as lesser than right yeah their caucasian less desirable yeah Yeah. exactly they're always they're the funny one yeah they're the nice one yeah um for lack of a better word they're Mm -hmm. like a loser in the field Mm -hmm. which is really really harmful yeah Yeah. it's just so degrading and it's definitely permeated through like society culture you know for example it's like the joke asians have small dicks right Mm -hmm. no i know i've definitely got friends that sort of buy into that i guess and they say you know they don't want to date asian because of these and i think that's just a really narrow-minded way of thinking about things yeah yeah and i feel like obviously a very hurtful thing yeah a very hurtful idea to hold to yeah and that's probably why some asian men think it's such a success story when they do date someone who's not Asian or who's white. No, these ideas can be true on their own. Like it's all. Well, yeah, they don't work in silos. Exactly, <laughs> it's all a big construct that we've sort of yeah. built up as a society well, that yeah, now like, we have to take down. Yeah, like, one it's by your one. preconceived notions mm. on top of another. Mm-hmm. Another. Mm-hmm. What is that confirmation bias? Mm. Mm. Yeah, it is really sad, and mm. I really do hope that there will be a change. And I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure things we're are changing. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, when I think about, you know, future generations and, you know, I really want kids and mm. I wouldn't want them being subject to that or even feeding to or contributing to that. Yeah. But there obviously is already so much conversation and just discourse about that now. Hopefully. With time, yeah, things will get better. Yeah. Mm. Things will take a turn for the better. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's all we have time for today. Unfortunately. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us for another episode and we hope you'll be back for more. So in the meantime, follow us on socials. Well, we're just on Instagram, so follow us on Instagram. Social. <laughs> Social. Follow us on Instagram at free to dish and we're always happy to listen to any feedback that you may have or topic suggestions or anything like that. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye.